and welcome to the Matt and Frack Show. This is Matthew King. Alongside of me is Ryan Fraccaroli. Ryan, today's a big day. We're going to be doing a big giveaway. Uh, yes, kind of a big giveaway if you like COD. So, Frack, yeah. how's it going, man? I mean, it's doing well, man. How about you? Man, it's going well today. I am excited to see who wins the game. I'm excited to get the game myself. Uh, me and you play regu regularly. I can't really say the word that way. There you but, but get it out, boy. Uh, almost get got it. it. Almost got it. So tonight we are doing the Call of Duty Cold War giveaway. I know each of you want to hear the winner, and here's how we're going to do it. So right here, as you can see on my screen, we have a random name generator. We're going to spin it. It's, um, it's not on there yet. Oh, wait. Now, now I messed up the stream. Here we go. Okay. It's on there somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it's on there. You're it's good. You're there. good. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to be doing that tonight. So, Ian, so we're going to add Ian into here. If you guys want to be entered, all you have to do is comment your name. I'll probably add more people towards the end or during the stream. So... Just comment your name, and you will be entered, and we will do the spin at the end. But, Frack, let's talk about football. So hey, that's the, what we're paid for. Well, I wish we were paid. We're not I paid to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, at least. Uh, so, all right, Frack, so a lot of trades have been going on uh, already. The trade deadline is November 3rd, which is also Election Day. Make sure you go out and vote. Frack yeah, yep. voted this yeah. upcoming weekend and posted it on the Madden Frack Show. I was completely like gone by that. I did not expect that video to come up that morning, but that's awesome. Congratulations on voting. Way to use your right, and everybody else should do uh, the same thing and make sure you represent our country and use your rights to do so in a big upcoming election. So, yeah, let's talk about Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also in Maryland, just want to make sure, Maryland, the the law is proposed to legalize sports betting. Yes. Vote for it. And this will help our state. We would get more income. Could lower taxes even because of how much income comes in with the, um, oh, from the revenue. Also, if you are from Maryland, make sure you vote for that also because they're going to use it towards the education system. They're going to use that tax money towards the education system. We won't talk about who we're going to push for for the presidency because you're allowed to do what you want. But we will push sports betting. We yes. will push that. So Yes, we will. Okay, so, so let's talk about it. Uh, trade deadline, November 3rd. Yep. And yep. there's been trades already happening. Carlos Dunlap to Seattle was done today. Everson Griffin to Detroit was done yesterday or today. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Yannick, it was yesterday. Yeah, and the biggest one uh, so far was Yannick Nagagwe to Baltimore, which excited yeah me so much i couldn't believe it happened he's been traded twice in one year i can't remember the last time that happened but that kind of blew my mind uh so let's talk about that one since it was the biggest trade of the week how yes. will nagagwe be a help to the baltimore ravens in their struggling pass rush see so the thing with yannick nagagwe the man is homegrown he is from maryland he went to the university of maryland was a star a stud there and he's going to, I think, with Yannick coming on the team, he already has chemistry with some of these members on the defensive line, like Calais Campbell. Um, he's going to open up opportunities for players like Derek Wolf, Campbell even, uh, Matt Judon, you know, Project Watt, you know, whoever, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So we just want to make sure that the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are making moves, and they are obviously interested in making moves. 
we've been seeing a lot of reports about that. But I think Yannick is going to make a big impact. And for what they give up, what they gave up, it was a, de- it was a steal. What, what's, inter- what's interesting about that is there was a third-round pick involved, a third and a fifth. But a lot of people don't know. The compensatory pick system is kind of weird. But yep. if the Ravens don't re-sign Yannick or don't re-sign Matt Judon, if they only re-sign one of them, which that's all they can afford because Ronnie Stanley and Lamar Jackson are coming up for big contracts – if one of those guys goes and signs a big contract somewhere else, the Ravens get a third-round pick back. That's what a lot of people don't know. So one of them is gone. I think it's going to be Matt Judon, and they're going to get a third-round pick back. So once again, Eric DaCosta using the fifth-round picks. He's used a fifth-round on Marcus Peters, Yannick Nagagwe, and uh, basically Calais Campbell, which is insane to me. And uh, what a job by Eric DaCosta. This is not it's only – He's like playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Right, exactly. Especially and, fifth round picks. That that is just and it's magical. It's yeah. truly magical, and he's doing. I must say, he is doing more than what Ozzy did. He is more aggressive at the trade deadline. He's more aggressive with signing deals. You've seen it. But talking about Yannick in general, he's not only going to help this pass rush, which ranks second in the NFL for sacks per game which a lot of people don't know that, but they have played some bad offensive lines. I will say that. But Yannick's going to help against good offensive lines, but he's also going to help the defensive backs. If you look at the game against Kansas City, where they struggled the most defensively, they were bringing Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, and Marcus Peters around the edge and and using them as pass rushers. Those guys don't have to do that anymore, especially with the Ravens secondary being thin without Tavon Young and Anthony Averitt. So now they don't have to blitz much. They're going to run a lot of uh, 4-3 defense, and they're going to just bring four. They don't have to blitz, and they can drop these DBs back, which yeah. is crazy. They're going to utilize the DBs how they're supposed to be, and they're going to be able to lock up a lot more uh, receivers, such as the Steelers this uh, next weekend. Yep. Yeah, so um, another trade that I wanted to go over was uh, – the Everson Griffin trade. That one was very interesting to me because I was surprised that Detroit was buyers. That that kind of surprised me. I know that they have a spot to make the playoffs, but uh, explain to me why they would be buyers now and why Everson Griffin. Um, I really think it's just because I think they they see that they have they have a chance at that last wild card spot. It's the same thing that we are seeing that that we saw in MLB when they added the extra wild card spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, with an extra with a two extra wild card spot. Well no, they added like they added know, one many... extra wild card spot. The MLB? Oh, the MLB? I don't know how they did it. It was so confusing this year. They I added can't... like everybody that finished first and second and then two wild cards. Right. But but the thing is, and we saw it during their trade the trade deadline, they were making a lot of moves because they mm-hmm. think they have a chance to push exactly. and make the playoffs, and they can break this seal and label of meteorocracy that the Lions are kind of stuck in right now. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Everson Griffin is a solid veteran leader, and he will be a good fit for the Lions just because of with his experience in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. He is he's still good. He's still solid. He's not. You're not going to ask him to get 12 sacks a year or something like that. This is a guy that is like a third down kind of defensive end, 
or passing downs or passing, you know, when he knows when he passing plays, you're right. going to put him in there and he's and you just send him after the quarterback. And I think this helps a very young Detroit team that they have over there for the defense at least. It's very young, not a lot of starting experience, like starting experience over there. And and Griffin could definitely bring that into, uh, you know, a season that might decide a lot of things for Detroit if they keep, you know, example, Matt Patricia. Yeah, I, I'm confused by the entire thing. One, Detroit's not going to make the playoffs. I, I get that you're trying to be optimistic, but let's be honest. They have a lot of contracts that are coming up, especially Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and those guys, their receiving core. So now they're not going to sell those guys, at least to my knowledge. You don't yeah. buy a pass rusher and then get rid of one of your best receivers if you're trying to make the playoffs. But I don't know how much this helps. I mean, Detroit is 28th in sacks per game at 1.1. He's 33 years old and has two and a half sacks this year. It's average. It's not great. Detroit needs more than one guy doing the whole work on the defensive line. Everson Griffin's going to bring that pressure um, a couple times a game. But, I mean, how much is that really going to affect the game when your defensive backs aren't playing well? Jeff Okuda isn't playing that well. He's been off and on, and also he's been kind of injured. I mean, I think they have a a lot of issues on the D-line. I don't think Everson Griffin's that guy. If you really want to go after somebody – I think you need to go after a bigger name pass rusher. I don't know who's available, but I wonder if they were ever in on Yannick Nagagwe or if they were in on Carlos Dunlap or those guys. Um, I don't think so. I really don't. And I think it's more because they see leadership out of Everson. And and I found out this a while ago during the Eagles Super Bowl year. Age is only a number. If they're still productive, they're still productive. Cause we still got production out of Michael Bennett and Chris Long when they're both 35 years old. Right. You know, when they were supposed to be tail end of their year. You know, it's, and that's, that goes down to how defensive coordinator and the head coach uses Everson Griffin, for example, and could make the most out of him. You know, you're not going to expect big numbers, and I don't think they're doing that either. That's why he was only traded for a six-round pick. Right, you right. Know? I mean, I mean, it's small value for – uh, uh, that could turn out very well. I just don't know how much of an impact it's going to help this defense, like elevate to that level to help them make a push for the playoffs because they are in a tough division. And speaking of, um, let's get to some questions. Uh, the yes. first question from uh, Matt Koletsky. Let me go up. Do the Falcons need to trade Matt Ryan and Julio since we're on the trade topic? Uh, I mean, yes. I, I think yes. But the problem yep. is Julio is almost impossible to trade because he's like a $20 million cap hit next year or something like that. I think it's more realistic that Matt Ryan gets traded, but it's more realistic they do it in the offseason. I think we're going to see a Julio-Matt Ryan trade like galore. Combo? Yeah, uh, not a combo. I don't think they go together. But I do yeah, think, they don't get together. I no think Matt Ryan either gets released or traded. I think that they want a new start. Uh, wouldn't you say? Say again? Don't you think that they want a new start? Yeah, and I'm, well, I mean, I think they can't have that new start in Calvin Lindley, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Calvin Ridley has been their best receiver this year. Mm-hmm. He's been making plays. He's been getting to the end zone. And for some reason, Julio cannot find an end zone. I well, think that's more- one of those factors is Julio, though. Because when Julio yeah. was out that week, Calvin Ridley had yeah. zero catches and zero yards. So, like, how much yeah. do they trust Calvin Ridley to go into that number one role? I don't know if I can trust Calvin. He's a great number two. 
don't get me wrong, he is a great touchdown machine, number two. But he reminds me of Juju Smith-Schuster, who thrived with Antonio Brown. And ever since Antonio Brown left, he's been off and on. So I kind of see a Calvin Ridley-Juju comparison. Great number two, so I don't think they're number one yet. Um, We've talked about the NFC East, Luke. Uh, We have decided – I did say a Giants last week as a joke, but I have decided that Philly's getting healthy, and I think me and Frack are both on the same page by default. Philly's going to win that division. And then we'll go over uh, one more question, and that was Peyton, if I can find it. Uh, it was somewhere. And it was, do you think it the, was Bears, the Bears? Yeah, yeah. Do you think the Bears are a threat to the NFC uh, North with their loss last week? No. I mean, if this is the game, if, if, if we're going to see the same Nick Foles that we have been seeing, the inconsistency that he has bring brought throughout his whole year, then no. He's, then his whole career, no. We're not going to see them do well but the five rent the five wins is going to help because they because the nfc north has kind of a slightly easier schedule than most of the other um, divisions right so we could still see them push but i just if they're going to play that bad i mean in the rams they look good but i feel like they could have won that game i like honestly felt like if nick Foles didn't make them turnovers they would have won that game they're and at least covered Hey, Bears, screw off. You screwed both <laughs> yeah, facts. The Bears screwed me over. Plus me six too, and a half, bro. That was going to put me at four and two for the week. Oh, God. That, that just makes me so mad. I thought they were – we were talking about this earlier. I felt yeah. – like I felt it in my heart. I was like, they're going to get backdoor cover. They're going to score two touchdowns. But you can't trust yep. this Bears offense. If they're down by ten, don't – you might as well just call it over. Like, it's just yep. – it's, it's hard to – even I'm I don't know if I want to bet on them anymore. Let me tell you, in, in the BS play that got Allen Robinson off that field was so BS. If I if that if he got one more catch, Matt, one more catch, I would have won a hundred like, like more than a hundred dollars. Dang, what'd you bet? I, I did a player prop parlay and I everything else hit besides that. Uh huh. Mm, rough prayers. Rough. Yeah. Rough. rough. It, Speaking like, speaking on, of the NFC East, let's go over the Cowboys. They made a trade. Yeah. They traded away Everson Griffin, as we were talking about with the Lions. Uh, it seems like they're blowing up their defense. All their new additions from the offseason have been traded or cut besides Alden Smith, who has been surprisingly very good this year. He has four yeah, sacks. And good for yeah. him. Great story. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, are the Cowboys waving the white flag and giving up on winning the division? I think so. I really do. I think the Cowboys, they, I think the Cowboys are finally finally realizing something. Big names does not always equal good production. Uh-huh. And let me break that down a little bit. So they expected a, a, most of their off um, defensive additions besides Daryl Worley, who, if we saw Daryl Worley and Dante Poe both got cut today. Mm-hmm. So, but Daryl Worley's the only one under 30 that got signed. And I get it. You know, you 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 see all these big names. And I think you even said they had a pretty good offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that in the beginning of the year? Yeah, I did. I, I thought that they had an under, like, under the radar um, offseason. I thought they signed some guys for a defensive line that would help the back end. But the back end's just been so bad. And they're not and getting pressure from their so best player. Too. Like Demarcus the Lawrence, he's been and, awful. And, and the defensive line's been awful. Right. I mean, they couldn't get pressures on the Giants. That was a three-point game. 
Right. I mean, they are like they are so bad this year. And you can say, I mean, yeah, that, but I mean, I think they gave I mean, I don't know. I think this is definitely the white flag waving. They're like on Survivor Island, like, save us, you know. Save us from this crazy old man, Jerry Jones, you know. Oh, um, I think they're definitely done. And I think they're not winning this division. They're in the position to have the fifth pick in the draft, Matt. Mm. Fifth. I mean, that would help a lot. And they have so many holes to fill that that we did not even realize that they have to fill. Yeah. Until we saw until the season played out. Well, I I, I tried to say what I never understood is why the Cowboys were such Super Bowl favorites to these people. Like me and you both said on here, their defense is not good enough, and it scared me from the beginning. And that's why yep. I did not pick the Cowboys to win the division. I did pick the Eagles this year. This first time in two years I picked the Eagles because I'm sick of thinking the Cowboys are going to change something because Jerry Jones is stubborn. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, Matt. I'm sorry. Okay, I see a comment. Half of their team is on the IR. All right. So, what? you know what? Let's do that. Let's say, yeah, half their team is on the IR. But we're going to say that the Eagles – who have half their team on the IR is struggling. They look bad. They're going to. They have to blow everything up. Yeah, but let's. We're going to see, yeah, let's. We're see for the Cowboys. Oh, hey, I'm sorry about that. No one cares. It's the NFL. If no, if the, if a team like the Eagles can't get that excuse anymore, no one should. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I, we, we gotta be. We gotta be fair about that opinion. We're going to say that. Oh, they could have been better because of the IR or not. That's some BS. Yeah. That's some BS. I do not care because the Eagles won a Super Bowl when we had our top four players on the IR. And, I don't and, care. and had a backup quarterback in. Yeah, I don't want to hear that excuse either. Uh, That's and Cowboys BS. fans have been saying BS, for buddy. years that yes. it's not an excuse for Carson Wentz. It's a, I've even said that. Yes. So I'm not giving that excuse to the Cowboys. I'm not. No. They're horrible. It, it doesn't matter. Their roster who is, is full on the IR. Of, it's just an offensive line. And Dak. Who else? They I mean, are getting that's like back. the biggest part of your back. team. But uh, let, let's go back to the question. So uh, uh, this will kind of go along with it. I, I thought they were waving the white flag when Dak became hurt. Didn't that basically seal the deal? I mean, what's crazy is that they can still win the division, but I think Jerry Jones is sick of the defense being god-awful. Now their offense can't get going. They tried to blow it up to get some of these contracts. Uh, they need to blow it up to get some of these contracts off. And it might start, and this might surprise a lot of you and make you a little mad, but they should trade Amari Cooper. And I think they should. They signed him to a $100 million contract, and now Jerry Jones decides to go get CeeDee Lamb instead of helping maybe the offensive line when they had their center, uh, when they had their center retire. Or maybe yeah. a uh, safety, you don't sign Earl Thomas? Like, you don't do stuff like that, you're going to lose. And I yeah. don't – when the starting QB goes down, the season ended. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course. When the quarterback goes down, oh, the season ended. Not, no, 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 Here's the thing. We, there is many examples in the NFL, in NFL history, when your starting quarterback goes down, pit, backup quarterbacks have played well. And Andy Dalton, what's the mind, everybody? Andy Dalton was revealed at was like, oh yeah, he's the best. You know, he is the best on backup quarterback in the league. You know, he's gonna do well if that gets hurt. Well, we saw that. They did not do well against Washington at all. You can say, oh yeah, he did get a concussion, but I was late in the game. And yeah, that, they were gonna lose either way. They, they, they are not they're they are not playing like a team. 
They're not playing like a team at all. I just, they should they should have st- stood up for Andy Dalton because that was some BS that John Boston and, did. And let's and you're not going to do anything about that. Listen, like, come on now. If if like, you this, if you are a Cowboys if you're if you're a Cowboys fan, I I mean I said Philly's going to be in some trouble in the next couple of years. I mean how stupid. And I said this from the beginning. How stupid of a GM slash owner can you be if you know you have problems on the defensive back end, you have problems on the offensive line, and you have a quarterback with good weapons who needs help up front, and you have a great running back, but instead you go after a wide receiver when Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper are there together. Or let's talk about tight end. They don't have a tight end either. So uh, Okay, hold on. Blake Jarwin did get hurt early. I agree, but, but I don't think Blake Jarwin is a tight end one. But Dalton Schwartz has not been doing bad. Let's no, just, you know. no, but I think they need a talented tight end to help Dak. I think that they had other issues. Now, I get that the draft didn't have a lot of tight ends, but they did have cornerbacks. They did have well, defensive uh, backs. The tight ends have actually been playing pretty well. Cole Komet has, has been having There's a been good, one who has played well. Player. Harrison Bryant just got two touchdowns last week. I mean, I know there wasn't tight ends, but they passed up on these tight ends for positions that they don't needed. Like, why would you pick C.D. Lamb? I get it. He's a good player. It was, and they it was a best stupid available. decision. But your me. team is not good enough to go best available. Only like the – like, that's what the Chiefs did. They could do that. Yeah. You know, the Ravens can do that. Yeah, yeah. Not the Cowboys. Yeah, a- exactly. Not and the, also, I saw a comment, a comment that said Dak lost three games when he was under center. Listen, how about this? If Dak doesn't play, you see what happens. Dak was carrying the offense and carrying the team because his defense was so bad. You're just helping my point. Dak, That's the thing. They still lost game, even if Dak was yeah, carrying Yeah, but he's them. putting up – yeah, because of defense. But no, but that's the thing, Matt. But no, the thing is, Matt, Dak – Dak know, is a great quarterback. We can say that. He is. But you can't – like – I don't like the team is just bad in no, general. No, no, we, we're agreeing here. Like Dak, I'm saying without Dak, this team is a mess. And these, oh, yeah, okay, these okay, Cowboys, okay, these okay, Cowboys, like okay. these, like other fans, like are saying, oh, Dak, like Dak shouldn't be signed. Oh my God, Dak should be signed at least a forty million dollar a year extension, at least. But the problem is they signed stupid guys like Zeke and Amari to these big deals. And it was stupid. Like, you paid Zeke all that money to fumble the football? Like, come on, man. I'm not getting into that conversation. Y'all really screwed up with Dak. And he might be gone next year, and you're going to miss a real one. I'm going to promise you that. So let's talk about Seattle. Um, They traded for Carlos Dunlap. They needed a a pass rush. Bad. A lot of teams do. Uh, But, you know, I don't think Seattle gets much better here. What do you think? I think they do. And here's the thing. I get it. You know, Carlos Dunlap isn't the biggest name in the world. You know, he isn't. Not a lot of people talk about him. But this is still an all-pro player here. This is a player that has been really good in his position for a good amount of time. But he's starting to get old. Yeah. What, what, like, does Seattle just needs some kind of pass rush? Um... I mean, I don't. What was the value? What was the um trade? I I, it was a, a. It was a player six, and a fifth and a, round pick. Sixth round pick, something like that. It was like a back off offensive lineman. Yeah, who was, who barely played all year. And, yeah, Ben. Yeah, was the guy. Right. But 
But here's the thing. I think College Dunlap does add something, and that's a little bit of pass rush, which just which this defense has been really lacking a lot. And I think even if they upgrade just a little bit, their defensive backs have been trying to do their best. But you can't win games unless you get pressure on your quarterbacks. We saw that against when you, when they play against Seattle. You know, right? We saw that when they play against Seattle. Um, I think I think Dunlap could do very very well with a team like the Seattle Seahawks. I, I really I like the trade. I don't a lot. I don't hate the trade because they do need pass rush. I don't hate it. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm kind of regretting some of the stuff I said. But one thing I do agree with, Carlos Dunlap has one sack this year. I don't know if he's going to help with the pass rush, but he will help. He will help get pressure, and he will help the run game a lot. He did get demoted. He did get demoted for um, favorite. They wanted us to play some younger players. So that's why his numbers are so low this year. I want to make that clear. And I think – I mean, I'm going to just ask this question – uh, the second follow-up question is: We saw that Dunlap did a lot of um, he didn't come to practice. He was upset. He yeah. flared his um frustrations with the team and his playing time um publicly. Um, do you think those are right actions by him? Um, and you know, and how and do you think this would this will affect him? Well, uh, uh, the first thing I want to say before that, I think that Seattle is going to be okay on defense. They just need Jamal Adams back. Bad. Yeah. He is a game changer, and he can rush the passer. He can stop the run. He's great in pass coverage. Like, great player. Yep. Let's not undermine that. So when he comes back and Carlos Dunlap, it's going to help a lot. Uh, but his actions, I mean, I know we're going to agree on this or disagree on this, but I, I'm not a fan of what he's done so far. I mean, I get he's frustrated, but, like, as a pro who's been in the league over 10 years and yep. you're telling me that you're going to put a picture, I don't – I mean, the – Today he came out by taking his parking spot like thing and taking it with him. Like from Cincinnati, he said, I earned this or whatever. I was like, okay, that's a little childish. But when you post your defensive rotations on the defensive line, that's a red flag. That's like, what if he gets mad in Seattle? Like, let's say Seattle doesn't use him. Like, let's say he's not playing well and they start rotating him less and less. What, Mm -hmm. What happens then? He gets mad? Like, that's just what bothers me about players like that. And I never understood how a 10-year pro can be that stupid. That That's well, what I don't get. Here's the thing. I, I didn't mind his actions. Because, let me tell you, if if that was me, I mean, I was in a situation in high school. I, I definitely feel him. You work hard. You're part of the system. You've been there for everything. For a head coach change. For, for a head coach change. And you were there when they were struggling and then you worked your tail off and helped this team be better. And then what do you get paid for? What, what's your payment? You get demoted because they want to play a rookie ahead of you. I would be pissed as well. And, and I mean, and I would, I would have done the same, maybe not posting defensive rotations, but I would have been very frustrated and I would have made a note publicly. Hey, this sucks. Because I did all this work, and because of a head coach change and all this, now all of a sudden they don't respect me, and I'm out. So that's why I'm I want to be traded or whatever. I do not blame Metal. I mean, because I, that is, I get be in for him. I get and, making it public, but but doing that kind of stuff is a huge red flag to me. And I I think that Cincinnati yeah, wants to childish, change the culture. Be childish, but think about it, the Bengals are treating him childish as a player that made it to the Pro Bowl, as a player that was one of their or, better one of their. On their team, 
You know? Yeah, but like you I mean, also like, can't go off of seniority. He he hasn't Carlos, played well. Play at all. Carlos should act like that. Yeah, but I he agree. he hasn't played well. What does he expect? I don't care if you're a ten year pro. If you're not playing well, you you're not going to get rotated. I'd be upset when it's a younger player because they really haven't earned their stripes yet. But a player like Carlos Dunlap has. And he, and I think if he's upset, he should be allowed to do it publicly. I, and, you um, know, if you see this damn parking spot is uh, like the Italian thing or whatever, do it. Whatever. I do not care. Cause I think this, I think it's just a, it's just a crappy situation. And it's just, and he, he and if he wanted to be gone, he should be gone, you know, and he did. Hey, I, Luke, Luke, I agree. Seniority is not immunity. It, I mean, I agree, right. but you also got to think, but you also got to think, Dunlap did not, like, dip down in production. He he you know, did. He did. There. No, he did. Not from He's, last year. Not from last year. He has played he, worse than last lady, year. This, the playing time started week one. This wasn't like, oh, it was like a transformation. <clears throat> this happened. This started week one. His playing time got chipped more and more and more for, for favoritism to younger players who obviously aren't doing any better than him. That's when I would get upset. When I, you get put above a player that is not as good as you. I just think that Cincinnati – I think Cincinnati made the right move because they want to change the culture. And I think that he, if he doesn't want to be a part of that, then I think the real reason he did it is because he's almost done with his career and he wants to try and win. I think that's the honest blame, thing. I don't blame him there either. I don't blame him there either. You right. know? So let's move on from the trades. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. We don't talk about a lot of college football in here, but Trevor Lawrence no. did make some questioning comments this yes, he did. past weekend. Yeah, he did. Um, Yo. Um, what? What's the emergency? Is it bad? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll explain to you. Uh-oh. Matt, you won't beat yourself? Okay. Hey, guys. I don't know what's happening over there in the Matt King's residence, but let me explain to you about what Trevor Lawrence said um, in an interview that he did on, I think, Tuesday this week. Um, Trevor Lawrence said, and I quote, my mindset has been there that I'm going to move on. This is him okay. talking about going I'm to back. Uh, so, Lawrence uh, said Tuesday, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. Okay. Um, I, I, am, that I am sorry about that. Uh, our, is sewage, okay? our sewage is like coming back up out of our toilet, so it's kind of disgusting. Uh, so, um, sorry about that, everybody. It was kind of an emergency. It is disgusting, and we have to handle that tonight. But I, <laughs> my being swatted, I honestly was so scared. Like, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, who is knocking at my door? They know I'm doing the podcast. Like, that was, that just, like, scared the heck out of me but i'm glad it's only that so i am okay a uh, frack were you talking about trevor lawrence yeah i i already told him the quote and you know and what do what i'm going to ask you this what do you think that means they already know what the quote is you know what the quote is obviously you can read mm-hmm. but yeah know. yeah so about oh hold up tell him that tell him that tell him what max said tell um, him that real quick valve off the water to the toilet to help slow it down before someone can get there to fix it the problem is nobody can come here tonight so we're kind of screwed no but you need to valve off the water that's what he's saying yeah yeah yeah. well yeah well i'll handle that after this thank you max i appreciate that anybody who has any toilet expertise uh we could use it right now so anyway about trevor lawrence let me get my mind back into this uh so he did say that um 
he said, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. That was intriguing to me, especially yeah. because Tre- I think Trevor's thinking to himself a little bit, what if the Jets get the number one pick? But I also think it would be stupid if he stayed one more year in Clemson and avoided the Jets. Frack, what do you think about it? I don't blame him. Um, let me read you what my um, question was. My um, notes were for this. Um, if, the, if the Jets do have that pick, he will stay at Clemson and try to bring another championship. The Jets are in chaos. Um, what, what else did I say? They, they are in chaos. Um, they are ass. They do not deserve a player like Lawrence. Wow. Um, they That's don't. exactly what your notes say. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's exactly what I said. They're ass. And I don't blame Trevor Lawrence. They don't have a- enough building pieces for a franchise QB. And the Jets are terrible. Like, they, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And you can say, oh, it's the GM. I don't know if it's Joe Douglas. I really don't know who it is. I think it's the owner. And maybe the owner needs to sell that team. I just don't know who's making the moves here anymore. Because Adam Gase is terrible. He's a terrible coach. Well, He's a terrible play coach. Well, I, I, I don't think it would be an awful move for Trevor Lawrence to go to the Jets. Because I know it looks bad right now, but they got a little. I know, I know, I know in the Jets' standpoint. But in Trevor Lawrence's standpoint. It's a perfect. I'm telling you. Do you think that Josh Rosen situation could come about? I don't. I I don't. I think that Trevor Lawrence is a once in a lifetime player. Okay. I know the Jets want him. We all know it's going to happen if they get the number one pick. But Trevor Lawrence should say this is intriguing, and the Jets should call him and explain their plan. I think he deserves that. He is a top tier player that is going to change this culture immediately. I think he deserves a plan. So here's the plan. The Jets do suck right now, but in the future, it's a tad bright. Uh, the GM is very good. He comes from Philly. He knows what he's doing. He also came from Baltimore. He's been in good, good franchises. He's learned from the best. He's great at his job. Okay. He's also the same person who picked Becton, their uh, incredible left tackle. Yeah, uh, he- Mims and Pern. Is it Pern or Pernay? however you spell it, the running back, you say it, the running back. Oh, yeah. And, and they have a quarterback in Bless Austin that has been playing really well. He drafted oh. incredibly. But also, yeah. they have 13 picks in the first three rounds of the next three drafts. Once they trade Darnold, that's another two picks, more than likely. Probably. A second and whatever else, a fifth. Because they're not getting the first out of it, let's be honest. If Lawrence was smart and he was determined, and I think he can lead a team one day, I say he goes and not waste his time in college and potentially get hurt. Yeah. Yeah? You you went muted again. I went muted again. I don't know what happened. Okay. But, okay. Okay. Back back in. This is the point. I think, I think that is good. And... But I does, and I, I'm going to answer. I'm going to throw this question out and then answer it. Do you think that this move is going to be based on to keep Adam Gase around? Do you think this decision is based on Adam oh, Gase? Oh, Not oh, team, but Adam Gase. Gase. I'm going to be like, yes, yes. I think if Adam Gase is still on the team and he isn't fired in the off season, then the Jets are a poverty organization and that all their fans should leave. And join new teams. You know, there's some good young teams out there that if you say you're a fan of, no one will question you. You know, there is ways to get out of this. I don't blame you. You know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a crappy situation but, over there. But it's like Joe Douglas hasn't gotten the chance to get his own 
this was his first draft and he a plus it and now he gets a chance to get his own coach he didn't take adam yes so i think trevor should look at the situation first of all trevor if you don't take it with the jets and you decide oh i'm gonna stay in college just because of the jets like i think you're soft to me i think you're fully soft and especially if they have a good plan in place, you're soft. If you want to go yep. to anybody else, I, I just think you're soft. Just because of what John Elway did to the Colts back in the day when he said, I'm not going to sign with them, blah, 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 and then they ended up trading him. Oh, if man. he pulls that move, you're soft. Eli Manning, soft. Like, it's just a soft – I don't like when players do that. They're they're, try, they're trying They're trying. They're trying to I mean, make a living, and you should be blessed that you even get the opportunity to be a number one pick. Like, come on. You don't also, there's also a time when you know that you are that you are going to die this opportunity, and you're making business moves. I don't blame him here. I do not blame him at all. If he doesn't want to leave – if he doesn't want to go, if Adam Gates is still there – not at all. But if Adam Gase is gone, give him a chance, man. You could have a situation like the Bengals are having right now with Joe Burrow. You know, you just never know. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's soft. I think if you're a good player, you can, you can do whatever under circumstances. And he only has a four-year contract. Like, okay, four years. Prove yourself. Do well with bad what you have, and you'll get a contract somewhere else if you don't want to be there that bad. Like. And you'll be in your prime by that time. So, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about Odell Beckham. He's out for the season, unfortunately. Hopefully, he comes back better next year. But Odell has hinted at retirement before. And could you see a potential retirement for Odell? Dude, yes, easily. And I think it's going to be a different reason because uh, it's going to be a different reason than a player like Andrew Luck retired. Um, I think it's not more about injury injury concerns, but think about it. Odell is one of the most marketable athletes in the world in the world right now. You know, we have seen him in everything. We have seen him in different ads. We have seen him if we have seen him in Drake music videos, dancing, singing, saying, baby. You know, like we yeah. have seen him doing some stuff, you know? And and I think if Odell if Odell feels like he can make more money and he can be more successful in other ventures, I don't blame the kid. You don't want to be crippled and dead, you know, at the age of 50. Mm-hmm. You're not blame him at all. But I, I, it's a tricky situation about that. But you, what was the second question? Does it, yeah, does yeah, it, does it um, affect the Browns offense and how? I think it does. And I think it's a good and a bad. Because think about it. When they, I feel like Kevin Stefanski was finally using Odell right. He was using Odell perfectly, I feel like. Giving him some run carries, giving him some throw. I mean, you know, putting more, opening up the playbook a little bit for Odell to right. do what he could do best is making big plays. And he's a big playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, you cannot blame the kid for that. But I think this also kind of opens up targets for other players. I mean, we saw a Harrison Bryant, a name I brought up earlier. He got two touchdowns last week. David Njoku got one. Jay, Jarvis Landry had an okay game, you know? Um, and, but the only thing is, it's like, and I think it's different. When you have a good quarterback that has real two good receivers, both of them are going to get Sarah targets. But when you have a quarterback that has ass as Baker Mayfield, he's going to target the more flashy, big play kind of guy. You know, um, I just I just think that this could help them 
But this could also limit their playbook a little bit too and not open a lot of stuff that could have been open there before, you know? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I don't think that Odell is retiring. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But Max did say OBJ won't retire if a winning team is willing to sign him. We have seen OBJ go to players and say, come get me. We have seen that. We've yep. seen him talk, and they probably talk all the time. He, I, I think he hates – I think he's used to New York. I low-key think he – misses new york not because of the team i think he misses the spotlight i think of a team like if they could afford him the la rams even though they just signed their two receivers if they could go he'd be happy trust me i think he needs to get out of cleveland and i think it's a mutual decision honestly because i feel like they are better off without him i mean you pointed out like harrison bryant had two touchdowns uh how uh Sorry, I refuse to call Rashad Higgins Hollywood because he's not Hollywood. Let's take that out of the equation. But Rashad Higgins did have six catches for 110 yards. He's spreading the ball more. You saw on the first play of the game, what did did Baker try and do? He tried to force the ball to Odell Beckham. He got got him hurt. Got picked off and got him hurt. What happened after that interception? He threw five touchdowns in almost 300 yards. He was spreading the ball. He was not forcing any throws. He was being safe, and it gave him a great game. And I think not having OBJ there is going to help this team more than it hurts. And I know that sounds crazy, and I hope Odell's okay, but I really hope that they get Odell out because I think the Browns can be better, and I think Odell can be better in a different situation. Do you want Trent? You want to move into the Raiders, the Browns' next game without Odell against the Raiders? Do you want to get that out of the way while we're talking about Odell? Yeah, let's Definitely. let's talk. That was our uh, second game of the week, so let's go over it. Uh, the Browns versus the Raiders. Uh, there isn't a lot of great games on, but the Browns versus the Raiders intrigued us. Uh, so I've yep. got to find it now. You're good. Um, the first question is. Um, you know, Baker has been having an up-and-down season. What do you think? Let's do a little breakdown of him, and I can start with this. Okay. My favorite frack is when he goes after Baker. It's my he's favorite kind of frack. So go ahead. He's let it jack- loose. He's a jackass. He really is. He's terrible. The commercials are still bad. The commercials, you know, the stupid, the commercials are stupid. They're like, like, bro, like, oh, we can't do commercials right now, so here's my head on a, on a little man's body. Like, shut up. Like whatever, bro. Like get get the hell out of here. You're not you're not marketable. You don't see anybody else. That, oh man, his commercials are so good. But when you have marketable players like LeBron and you know, and when Kobe was alive, and players like that, they their commercials like oh shit, that that's funny. Baker, you're an ass clown. You suck. You okay. make the team work around you worse. I don't care about what anybody says. Yes, he has been having some good games, and obviously he had a good game last week, four touchdowns. But isn't that more of the defense getting him more opportunities? And isn't this the time when, wait, wait, you know. Wait, 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 You're saying the Browns' defense gave Baker more opportunities last week. Yes. They let Joe Burrow score over 30 points, Frack. Yes. Frack. Come on. Yes. Come on. The defense didn't help Baker one bit. They were awful. It was uh, well, Baker didn't help Baker. Baker did – Baker – okay, let, granted, Baker is one of the best quarterbacks ever when he plays against Cincinnati. You look at his stats, yeah. are, uh, like, he's a whole different quarterback. Okay, I get that. But 
I mean, let's break down Baker against Cincinnati after Odell left. Like, he was much better. And these they have a great system when he's not out there. And I don't think he's going to keep playing like that. able to manage two receivers. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I think it's in his head. Baker is trash. Baker is terrible. I get it. It's against the damn Bengals at the end of the day. It's against the damn Bengals. But you tried to they, say that the defense that they helped them. Two players that were on their starting eleven this week. Wait, wait, wait. For the Bengals defense. Name two. Two what? Two of their starting eleven out there. Two of their on defense. Yes, they're starters. Uh, their safety, who's really good. Oh my God, I'm blanking. You kind of put there we go. Spot. Easy it's enough. Tough. It's tough. Not I'm not gonna lie. Players. It's tough. Because I don't talk about Cincinnati because they're a worthless right now except for Joe Burrow. Who talks about Cincinnati defense on the regular? Who is their – oh, Bynes. No, Bynes? Oh, they have Josh Bynes, middle linebacker, and they have um, their safety – Jesse oh, Bates. So the Jesse middle Bates. linebacker, they gave up three touchdowns to tight ends. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Josh Bynes has been bad. I mean – Okay. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, I'm yeah, just saying, the, the, exactly. the Cincy, Cincy defense – I'm agreeing. Nut can do better out there. I'm you agreeing know, with like, you. I am agreeing. I, it's against Bates. Cincy. There we go. There's a name. I Nina. just want to see – I just want to see Baker against – a good defense, a decent defense like the Raiders, yeah. and do it without OBJ and see how he does. That's all yeah, I want to see. I and yeah. I will determine based off of that. So let's do a breakdown of Derek Carr. He's had a phenomenal year, and it's going underrated. Uh, Frack, give me a breakdown of what you've seen from Derek Carr. Dude, Derek Carr just seems more comfortable in that black and, in that black and white. You know, he's getting a little bit of swagger back. I think the Kansas City game helped him tremendously and i think now the all the pressure's not on him they got viable pieces all over the offense you got josh jacobs alex ingold darren waller um brian edwards henry ruggs nelson aguilar who's been having a good year for them isn't that funny yeah but i I just think i think um because there's like a big thing with like um eagles twitter right now like oh man nelson aguilar's working so good Bro, he just needed to change his scenery. He can't be a number one target, you know? But when he's not getting focused on, he's good, you know? I mean, but anyway. But besides that, um, they they have a solid team. Their defense, their young players are doing so well. Their young players are doing so well in there. Max Crosby has been looking good. Clean Farrell is looking like a top four pick. He's looking good out there. They're like their team, this team is looking very, very, very good. Add a couple more pieces to this team, man, and they could be playoff contenders and even maybe, maybe if they get the right pieces, Super Bowl contenders. I'm very confident wow. in this team. I, I like Su- this team. I, I like this team a lot. Su- Super Bowl contenders, Frack. What? You said Super Bowl contenders. If they get the right pieces, yes. Like, and how long are we talking? I'm saying in the next, like, maybe three years, four years. Okay. Well, um, here, I, I'm, just gonna show, I'm just going to show I'm just gonna show this right here. Uh, this is Caleb Crane who posted this. Uh, I'm just showing this because uh, nothing is more upsetting than seeing Aguilar thrive. I just want to show this right here. Ready to eat this lasagna to handle all this pain. And I just want to show you guys that because I know Frack's going through it right now and all Eagles fans while watching Nelson Aguilar uh go through that 
So I don't mind that. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm happy for him. And then he's back with his stuff. Whatever. All right. But yeah. But yeah, I really do. I think Derek Carr has been very good. And John Gruden's John Gruden loves him. I think and John, so. John Gruden's a good coach. I mean, he's proven yeah. that he just needed the right pieces. Uh, the run game has been helping Derek Carr so much. Drafting Josh Jacobs in the second round of the draft was in the or first round. I can't remember. I think second round. I don't know. But the value of Josh Jacobs where they got him was incredible. And now they've yeah. got a decent offensive line. They got a good running game. And they've got fast targets for yep. Derek Carr. And it's changed him completely. I mean, Derek Carr was a guy that people were saying they need to draft a quarterback. And now they're saying, wow, we have our franchise guy. Like, blows yeah, my mind awesome. how much I, changes. He was talented. He is a talented quarterback. He had struggles turning the ball over. Only three interceptions this year, guys. Three. So he's becoming a good quarterback. He is flourishing. I don't know if he's a top tier quarterback or you got to pay him all that money or anything, but he's proven himself this year. I mean, he's yeah, proven he's he can solid. win. And yeah, he's been solid. Yeah, he absolutely. Been solid. Absolutely. So, Frack, what yeah. are the keys to the Browns winning this game on Sunday? Um, And I think it's the major key. Major key alert. Bring up DJ Cali. Major key alert. Um, game pressure on trash ass Baker Mayfield. Oh. If you can get him, if you can get him pressure, I don't pressure, think I hate Baker this much, dude. I hate the guy, absolutely hate him. Like if I met him, bro, I would be respectful. But hey, how you doing, Mr. Mayfield? You know, but I'd be like, sir, you're you are a jerk. I'm gonna make sure that he knows that. Okay, so mean. we need we need a Frack and Baker Mayfield podcast. So everybody, yes. go on Twitter and just spam Baker Mayfield with our podcast on his last tweet. Let's get Please. Baker Mayfield on the podcast. Let's yes. make that happen. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so where are the keys to Browns winning instead of saying that Baker's trash? Oh, the is focusing. I don't know. Okay, I guess it's just Baker Mayfield, and that's it. Um, I <laughs> no, kind of, I, I mean, I'm not gonna no, lie. I say the same thing. Bad, bad. Can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. Sure. Um, um, I think if <laughs> this the front seven for the Browns also needs to step up in this game. If this front seven can really step up besides Miles Garrett and put pressure, like, you know, I think, I mean, I, I think we bring this up every time. It's down to the battle up front. Whoever can win that will win the game. And it's, I think it's on both sides. If they, if whoever can get the most pressure on their quarterback will win that game, you know? I think uh, for the Browns, it's keeping the offense simple and being balanced. Run the ball with Kareem Hunt and make sure that you spread the ball around and whoever's hot that day, uh, you just let them ride. You know, I think that's what the Browns have been doing. I think that's why they're beating bad teams, but they're also becoming a better team overall. Uh, I think they're getting better almost every week, except for the little hiccup with the Steelers. But this is a big statement win. They've got to win this week, especially with yeah. Steelers and Ravens playing. And that is what we're going to get into right now. The Oh, oh can we just go like, off a little tangent? Okay. Off a little tangent. Um, Mike Bannon asked, oh, AB going to Tampa. Does Tampa have a chance to go to the Super Bowl now? Oh, go ahead, Frack. You know what? You're the one that told me Tampa Bay has zero chance of making the Super Bowl, and the Saints and Panthers are both better than them. So, Frack, the mic's off to you because I've already said that Tampa Bay is a Super Bowl contender, and they're the best team in that division. So, you know what? You can answer that question. <laughs> um, oh. Go ahead. Let it loose. Um, are they Super Bowl contenders? Yes. 
not even yeah. close. They, they have are. They the pre- best defense. They have proved me wrong two weeks, two weeks in a row. I'm sorry for disbelief for not believing in this team more. I'm sorry. That's my bad. And maybe I got into a little bit of the hype about, you know, oh, they didn't play well. He lost to the Bears, you know, but they were injured. And I'm sorry about that, guys. And I'm also sorry that I was trying to question Aaron Donald's plays and skill as well. I feel oh, like yeah, I say yeah, something. Yeah, I you, told me, you told me Aaron Donald wasn't <laughs> as disruptive this year as he's been years past. I, I'm done, dude. This dude literally told me that Aaron Donald hasn't been a force this year and all he's done is against bad teams. Well, you know what, Frag? He is the best defensive player in the league, and he might be the best player on the planet. Yeah, I have to agree with you, man. I really do. I have to agree. I'm sorry, guys, that I am not staying up to the skills, you know. So, but yes, I think AB adds more juice, more power to this high power offense that um, that we have seen. Um, AB in the slot, and you okay? Shut the hell up! Fire (laughs) frag. You're saying fire frack. Hey, everybody, go tweet out hashtag fire frack and tag the podcast for us. Uh, we already have a tweet from Ben. Uh, he tweeted out uh, to Baker Mayfield saying that he should come on our show so he can defend himself from you. But uh, it's been uh, close to an hour. So, frack, I know everybody wants a card giveaway. So, frack, let's do the Ravens and Steelers' biggest game yeah. of the week. Will the Steelers' defensive line contain Lamar Jackson and dominate this Ravens' underperforming offensive line? I honestly do. I really do. But here's the thing: which players are we going? Which players are we going to see out? Landon Brown and um, Ronnie Stanley this week. You know, that's the question here, and and that's the thing that got that has to go through everybody's heads. You know, it's like how is this team going to play, and how is Bud Dupree and TJ Watt going to get pressure on Lamar? If that's the case, I think they can. Because Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree, Andy, T.J. Watt are, are two of the fastest defensive line edge rushers in the league. You know, yeah. So I think, I think if they can get to him more and actually bring him down, they're going. You know, this could be a blowout of a game, but I don't think so. I just don't know. It's going to be. I'm up in the air about it right now. Dude, I'm dying. Yeah, yeah, that's good points. I'm I'm dying at these comments. I'm not going to lie. Fire them, rehire Frank. I'm dead, man. I'm dead. You guys are the best. You guys are the best fans in the world. Uh, so, uh, absolutely, I, I don't like this matchup for Lamar Jackson. Uh, last year when Lamar played this defense, he had one of his worst games of the season, and Mike Tomlin did a great job containing the run. Uh, the Ravens are also going to miss Mark Ingram more than likely. He's missed practice all week. This could be a struggling day for the Ravens offense and their offensive line. The Steelers lead the league in sacks and sacks per game. Lamar's going to have a tough day out there. Uh, so uh, what about the Ravens? Are they the biggest threat to Steelers? I know Steelers played the Titans this past weekend, but yeah. I mean, they, uh, uh, the Steelers struggled in the second half. So they did, they just were going in the second half, but I think the real test was Tennessee. And I think that's when we saw the defense was they came up, they finally came out of their, sh- of their shell in the second half and stopped them at the right moment. They stopped Derrick Henry in the goal line, which is just, Crazy to think about. You know, they put that man up in the air, you know, and he could not go back into the end zone like that. I think that was just crazy. But obviously, yes, the Ravens are the biggest threat for the Steelers just because they're in the division. They still they still are a good team, but this is not their first test. 
No, I, I, I don't think it's their first test. I think their first yeah. test was last week. I think um, it was last week as well. I agree. But, yeah, obviously, I mean. Wait, wait, is... wait. Did you say that it's going to be a blowout? I'm seeing comments saying that you said blowout. No, 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 no. I said it will be a blowout if the Steelers can contain Lamar. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a blowout in general. Okay, okay. that's I, fair. That's fair. Yeah, you know, okay. if they can contain Lamar, it's going to be the Steelers. It's going to be a one sided game. Yeah, I agree. That, because um, Lamar is the biggest piece of their offense, running game and passing game. You yeah, know? I, I think that uh, the Ravens are the biggest threat. Like you said, I don't think it is their first test. That was last week, and I said that, and I will stand by that. I'm not going to. Re- retract that at all but i think this is a different battle i mean this is for the afc north man if the steelers win this game they essentially go three games up on baltimore this is a huge game this is a big test this is their biggest like jump that they've got to make because if they beat baltimore they go two games up and they have the tiebreaker so it's essentially two and a half which makes three so yeah I mean, yeah, this is the biggest test. Like, can you win an AFC North matchup against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? They haven't done that with Ben yet because Ben hasn't played. This is Lamar Jackson versus Big Ben number one. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, uh, this is a game of Ravens defensive backs against Steelers wide receivers. Which matchup are you looking for, and how can the Ravens stop this dynamic passing attack? See, if I was the Steelers – I would watch over a tape of the Chiefs game, and and I and I think we I don't, I don't know if I said on this podcast or not, but I was right. If you target a, if you target players like Deshaun Elliott and Chark Clark more, they are bound to make more mistakes, you know. And when they have extra speed, like the Steelers wide receiving core does have in Deontay Johnson and Cl- and Chase Claypool and James Washington, Juju is not as fast as them. I'm not going to put him in that group, but Juju is a good possession receiver. But anyway, when you have those kind of speedsters, man, I would go over top, throw the bomb. Big Ben can make those throws. You know, Big Ben has a good arm still. Um, so definitely- to, to, to go after that, though, Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott have been phenomenal ever since that game. And secondly, yeah. they have Yannick Nagagwe now. And the reason that they could go over top is because they had to bring safeties down to blitz. So I think we need well, to bring true, Yannick also- into the equation. But that's not the question that that you're asking. I think there. they can you're cover not, the deep ball if you're they. Not asking, you're not You were asking about the the Ravens' defensive back alone. We're not talking about the whole defense. We're oh, about so you think they should just attack Deshaun Elliott and Chuck Clark? Yes, they, I do. Ugh, I I don't know I, about that. I honestly do. Just think about it. I mean, I think Elliott and Clark are two good players, but we saw what happened when they go against speed guys. They get burnt. Yeah, but, bro, they were burnt because they had to come up to the line of scrimmage to blitz. Not every time. No, but if you watch – if you watch – Elliott was definitely playing center field. Don't tell me he made He made one bad mistake. I saw him touchdown to Hardman. Yeah, and one – He was definitely in center field. He came in the slot, and he was definitely coming up. Bro, yes. He made one bad mistake. That doesn't make him a player that you can go deep on. That's the mistakes that you can make. And if, I, if if you were the Steelers, I would definitely still attack them and make it, you know, you know, and go up against them 
and you could have a better chance against them. You can't go up against players like Peters and Humphreys. They have definitely improved since that Chiefs game. And I mean, Peters, that was probably one of his worst games was against the Chiefs. Well, Peters has had a struggling year, and I was going to go into that. I was going to say, I think the biggest thing is attack Marcus Peters. I'm not going to lie. He's been bad. He, well, not terrible, but he hasn't been the elite level that he was last year. And I think that he sags off a lot. And I think that he's trying to go for the ball too much. I get that those were problems. That came with Marcus Peters. I think he's still an elite corner, but he's struggling right now. And I think that's who they attack. I mean, Jimmy Smith has been playing lights out. And Marlon Humphrey is, I'm going to say right now, he is the second best corner in the league. He is second behind Stefan Gilmore. So I don't think you – like, I don't think that – you don't think he's the second best – who's better? Because tr- he's better than Tredavious White. He is. Oh, is he better than Jalen Ramsey? Because Jalen Ramsey – That's close. I, I would go with Marlon because he's a turnover machine. I'm not saying that Marlon's a bad cornerback at no, all. No, I know. He's he's definitely top five. Jalen has been better than Marlon. But I, 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 my personal opinion, I think that Marlowe has been a top four, top three cornerback in the league. Two. Not, but not top two. He's not he's, second. I mean, he when when not people second. throw it to Marlon Humphrey, do you know their passer rating when they throw against Marlon Humphrey? Seven point four. You're better to throw the ball into the ground. Yeah, oh, you know who's actually? Okay, we're gonna bring up QBR. Name the court. Name the only corner that has a zero point zero QB rating game thrown at. Who? Xavier Wood, Woods, Rhodes. Oh yeah, he's been good. Good. Yeah, like, I mean, are we okay? Are we talking about overall or this season? Well, we need to we need to kind of hurry it up a little bit, but yeah. What? We need to kind of hurry it up a little bit, but yeah, been over an hour. That's fine. Okay. All right. They're going. We we will still contact them about their damn giveaway. We're talking about sports right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just harder to, you know, edit in than like it's long. Hey, okay, you want to move on? We can move on. Just say something. Oh, uh, 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 okay. Who's your X Factor? Who is your X Factor and who wins the game? Give it to me. All right, man. Both X Factor. Steelers, it's going to be Juju Smith Schuster. He needs to step it up and he needs to do, do well against this hard secondary. X Factor for the Ravens. Is Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott. If they can shut down this the over top and they can do center field and they can play well, the Ravens, they will make they could win this game. But um man, this has been a hard thing. And let me just make sure I'm not going to double track myself since my since nineteen ninety-nine, the Steelers and Ravens are both tied with twenty-three wins against each other. The Ravens average twenty points a game, the Steelers average nineteen. It is the best rivalry right. in football, Frack. I will not yeah. be mad at you either way you go. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be mad, but I am picking the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Um, Pittsburgh have they have shown very good spots and they have shown very bad spots. But the thing that is just tipping me over is that the Ravens doesn't seem like they're clicking on offense all the way yet. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they they did score twenty eight, you know, they did have good games. It just, it just like it. It doesn't feel like they're all the way there yet. I agree. And and I think if this, and I feel like I will go to match up more T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree having hell of a game, mm. hell of like probably some of their best, probably one of their best games in their careers. Um, I really, I think Ravens fans are going to be really mad at me today. Um, are you picking them too? 
So the X factor for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. He is going to go against Marcus Peters, who has, once again, I will say he has struggled, but he's still a great corner. And I think they're going to try to pick on Marcus Peters a little bit and his ball-hawking ability because he tends to take a lot of I don't even know the word. I he guess he's 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 very. Uh, I can't find the word for it. Confident. Aggressive. He's aggressive. Yeah, he's a very aggressive corner, and I think Juju and him will have a matchup that will be fun to watch. Uh, so I think Juju, if he has a big game, because I think Marlon's going to cover the slot because of Tavon Young, and I think Jimmy Smith has played lights out. I think he's been playing better than Marcus Peters. So I'm more worried about Marcus Peters against Juju Smith and how he approaches these big-time receivers. So I'm going to go with Juju for Steelers. And for the Ravens, I'm going with Yannick Nagagwe. I know it's his first game, but he's going to be the X factor, the pass rush. They have got to get to Big Ben to make him force mistakes to these defensive backs. So more turnovers. Big Ben had a bad game last week. And I think they need to do the same thing the Titans. They get to him and make him make mistakes. And, yeah, it starts with Yannick. Can he get to the quarterback in this first game as a Raven? I guess we'll see. And I'm going with Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people are going to be mad with me. I did get yeah. Pittsburgh. Make me the villain. Make me look like the damn villain. I t- Tell me. Fire listen, me. Listen. Come I, on, baby. Listen. I fire Matt and Frank. Listen. Yeah. Listen, guys. I'm, I'm going with Pittsburgh because I think that – our offensive line is not there yet. I think our offense is not clicking, like Frack said. And I'm worried about the defense. I don't know what to expect with Yannick being there. It's all new. It's all going to be a different scheme. So right now I'm going with Pittsburgh. And I bet them, too. I got them at plus three and a half. I did it right before the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah. I hate to say it. So uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but our bets of the week, Frack, let's fly through these. So my, my bets of the week. I, me and Frack both went three and two last week. I'm 14 and eight overall, so I am winning you money. Frack has been very good the last two weeks. He was three and yeah. two last week. He's eight and 14 on the season, but his trend is up. So yep. whoever you want to go with, but take these. These are mine. I'm going with Panthers minus two and a half. I will be in the building tomorrow in Carolina. I'll be rooting for Teddy Bridgewater and that offense. I'm excited to yep. go to my first NFL game, especially with COVID protocols. My girlfriend loves the Panthers, so I'll be room uh, for her and the Panthers. And then I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half. I'm taking the Steelers. I actually got them at plus four. I'll take the Steelers <laughs> plus four. I'll take the Chargers minus three, and I'll take the Colts money line straight up. Those are my five picks. Yes, sir. Okay, and my five picks, my lock of the week, the virtual lock is Raiders money line. Screw the insurance and the points, baby. They're going to win this game out right. They're going to win this game, and it's going to be another upset. But I, I honestly thought the Raiders were going to be favored in this one. I really did. But, you know, whatever. Let me get that money. And I have – you know what? Screw away with the Colts money line. Give me the Lions money line. The Colts oh. are favorite, but I think the Lions are—they they looked good last week. They came back and they showed resilience in this game, and I think the Lions will do well against a struggling team in the Colts and Phil Rivers. Hmm. Um, I also have the Steelers plus three and a half. I have the Eagles at minus. Um, they they are at, at minus seven and a half. I will bump it down to six just in case, but I think this is going to be a blowout. Oh. For them, and I think this is going to be our first over and under pick of the year. And I want to do one just to switch it up. But I had the Chargers in Denver over 44. 
that's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I agree. A, huh? Well, maybe. I don't know if Denver can score. So, But, I mean, but they have Drew Locke back. That's the thing. Right. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I think it's definitely the final score is definitely going to be like 30-20, something like that. It's yeah. going – the over is going to hit. Okay. Uh, so, our picks for the week uh, – I was eight and six last week, and so was Frack. I'm seventy three and thirty two overall. Frack is sixty six and thirty nine, and no, we are not being fired. But Frack is on the hot seat, and no, he I'm continues not. to make crazy uh, suggestions like uh, Aaron Donald is bad. Um, so I didn't say he was bad. I did not say he was bad. <laughs> okay, so here are my picks for the week. Uh, I'm going Panthers. I'm going Packers. I'm going Titans. I'm going Chiefs. Colts. Steelers. Oh, that hurts. Uh, Rams, Bills, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Seahawks, Eagles, Buccaneers. All right, my pick for their week, boys, is going to be Panthers, Packers, Titans, Chiefs, Lions, Steelers, Rams, Bills, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, um, Seahawks, Eagles, and the Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, okay, I let's think... get that damn wheel up. Let's boys, get the win. wheel fortune. It's time for the up, call baby. of duty giveaway if you have not yet submitted your name i will give you 10 seconds to submit your name i know it's a little bit of a like i'm gonna give us 20 seconds it'll take you guys 10 seconds so i'm gonna pull it up right here uh let me know in the comments if you can see that or actually i can just look at it right here yeah i can see okay so the names i have is peyton max ben uh, this guy from Twitter, Noah Presnell, Jake Morris, Caleb Ruark, Mason uh, Leesky, Griffin Foster, Cole Jackson. These guys are from Twitter. Michael Telford, Alex Gardner, Adam Gardner, Reap Frack, Caleb Crane, Tanner Collins, Noah Perry, James Maddox, Logan uh, Robinson, I think, Luke Schultz, Mike uh, Bannon, uh, Luke, Ian, yeah, Jake, and Matt Koletsky. Uh Jake Merkel. Let's put Jake in here. Ooh, that could be that could be lucky. That could man. be lucky. That could be lucky. Okay, anybody else? I think I'm gonna give you guys ten seconds till we roll. Ten, nine, nine eight, eight, seven, seven, six, five, five four, four, three, two, one, and the wheel is now baby. spinning. Who will win? So, oh, Matt, give it, give it a little bit. Don't say the name exactly, like you know, because of the delay. And we have Jacob Morris. Wow. Jake Morris, congratulations, buddy. Uh, I'm not sure if you're in here or not. I haven't seen you comment, but, man, congratulations, Jake, on your new Call of Duty. Man, that's awesome. Congratulations, yes, Jake. Yes, sir. Congrats. And, um, and, hey, we just want to make sure, make sure you all know this, guys. We could do these giveaways because of you all, because of yes. your generous donations to us. We really appreciate that. Um, you know, obviously, you didn't have to do that. You did not have to donate to us, and we appreciate it so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you to everybody who has done. Oh, thank wow. You, Thanks, Max, for the donation. I mean, those things, we're, we're putting them back into you guys, I promise, yeah. and into the podcast to make it as yeah. best as we can. Um, congratulations, Jay Morris and Frack. Take us out, buddy. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, thank you all again, man. The chat was going crazy out there, guys. Hey, we crazy. love you all so much, and thank you for all the support again. And